Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Supercoach365, we're back here. Magic round, done and dusted. And, geez, uh, Nathan Cleary, he just dominated the round. Ryan Selvage and Tommy Hudson with you again tonight. So we're recording late on Tuesday night. Uh, Tommy, mate, uh, a very big weekend and plenty of talking points. Not all of them good ones out of the weekend. But let's start with uh, the positives here. Nathan Cleary, we mentioned it, uh, just rounded out uh, round 10 in style. 225 Supercoach points, if you don't mind. Yeah, the absolutely ridiculous performance, really. I think everyone really had it in the back of their mind that the last game of the round, he was probably going to go big against the Gold Coast Titans, missing David Fafita. But to go to 225, and I think he was 246 before the final update, but uh, still a massive score, 225. And if you left the captain on him, which I didn't, you'd be uh, absolutely thrilled. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, geez, uh, Tommy Turbo just went bonkers on Friday night against the Broncos. He racked up a big score. I think it was around 120. And it looked a good loop option. A lot of people would have had the vice-captaincy on Tommy Turbo. And incredible performance by himself. And uh, Manly just racked up the points against the Broncos, as we say there. Uh, didn't turn out to be the right option in the end. Clearly going massive and Touched 500 uh, at one point, I think, or close enough to before the recounts uh, took him down a little bit more. Another fullback in fine form was James Tedesco. He looked uh, showing some signs close to getting back to his best or what we know he can produce, at least uh, another big score for Teddy. Yeah, peaking towards origin, I'm guessing. Um, He's been a little bit quiet, obviously, earlier in the year. People like Trojevic probably taking more of the headlines in that fullback slot, but Teddy reminded us all his class the other night and Probably not a great buy option at the moment in Supercoach, but he's really uh, putting his hand back up again. Yeah, uh, definitely. A lot of people will be trading Teddy in on the back of that Origin window once, uh, I guess, he draws his fixtures settled and he comes out of Origin, hopefully injury-free. Um, we hope the same as well for Ryan Pappenhausen, who again copped another nasty knock 
on the weekend. Um, it just means the door stays open even longer for Nico Hines, who's done a great job, and he himself uh, scored a massive score, close enough to 180 on the weekend in that big win for the Storm against the Dragons. Yeah, well, you were early on Hines a few weeks ago, talking him up as a as a good option while Pappenhausen was out, and it's paid dividends because the score the other day was huge. Obviously, Dragons went down a couple of players, but nonetheless, Hines shows his class nearly every week, and now with Paps. Again injured uh, this week. He gets to show it again. Yeah, 182 Nico Hines against the Dragons. Uh, he's already gained 221k uh, to this point. 132k profits last week alone. And with a break-even of negative 65, uh, projected to go up uh, close enough to another 100,000 this week. So the thinking was bringing him in a couple of weeks ago that it would just about be a straight trade by the time Pappenhausen was back. Um you might even make a little bit of cash now, uh, given Pappenhausen has had two nasty injuries in his past two outings. Um, that was pretty much, uh, the, I guess, the standout performances from round 10 gone, Tommy. But in terms of other talking points out of the weekend, do we need to touch on, I guess, this, this clamp down, this crackdown on high tackles and what that could potentially mean for trades in and out um, throughout the rest of the season? Yeah, well, it kind of put a bit of a dampener on uh, Magic Round. I Obviously, you can't really disagree with what the league's trying to do in trying to promote player welfare and make sure people don't get hit in the head, but to uh, kind of unveil it on Magic Ground was a curious decision, but uh, not sure in terms of Supercoach. Obviously, you might think twice before drafting in players who you know are sort of hotheads or prone to getting suspended. Uh, would you agree yeah, with absolutely. that? absolutely. I think you hit the nail on the head there, and it's part of the reason... Uh, while I've made one of my trades this week. We'll get into our full trades a little bit later on. Uh, let's talk about our rankings, though, heading into round 11 at the end of round 10. Uh, your points last week, Tommy, tell us uh, how many you scored, where you are sitting at overall at the moment in terms of your percentage overall and uh, your rank overall as well. How are we looking heading into round 11? Well, on a normal week, uh, a score of 1,333, you'd be pretty happy with that, but it wasn't a normal week with uh, Nathan Cleary going big, and I didn't captain him, as I mentioned earlier, so I was only top 27% despite the decent score. Still uh, top 7% overall, so not terrible, but I definitely lost some ground uh, over the weekend. Yeah, I was one of the uh, lucky few to have captained Cleary and just being patient. Uh, did have the VC on turbo, but was always pretty confident Cleary uh, against the Titans could have produced a big score. Never would have seen that score of 225, but... Um, yeah, made for good watching, uh, knowing that uh, the captain was scoring a hat-trick and laying on three tries as well. So uh, the score last week, which uh, pretty proud of this one, actually. 16 at 72, uh, 12,849 overall. That takes me into the top 1%. Uh, 1,623 rank overall after a round rank of 143. So pretty lucky there. Um, some... Good moves uh, in terms of keeping Nico Hines or bringing Nico Hines in. Uh, and also, I guess, uh, a bit of luck as well along the way with uh, captaincy and injuries. And um, I don't think I had any sin bins at the weekend, Tommy, as well. There was plenty of those, some send-offs as well. So lucky to dodge the referees and the suspensions. Uh, let's get into our talking points. All of these sent in, of course, via our Instagram DMs on Tuesday morning uh, from our fans and our followers uh, getting in touch with us via Instagram. We appreciate that. We've consolidated a couple of these because there was some running themes. We already spoke about Nico Hines already. Uh, questions coming through in short from Harry Lloyd, uh, a Logan, Buck and Nick, Blake Penton, Ryan Richards. A big thank you to you all for sending your questions in. Quite simply, let's sum it all up into one. Is Nico Hines a buy this week, Tommy? We've already touched on that very low break even. 
and looks to have a favourable run. Yeah, I think he is. I think, uh, like we said before, his class is shining every week and the break even is hard to ignore this week. Uh, looking ahead, he does, He gets to play this week in the fullback role. Next week, it will obviously depend on Pappenhauser's uh, fitness. And then round 13, which is likely to be uh, impacted by origin for, for Pappenhausen. He's probably going to be in this well squad, you'd think. Uh, Hines is home to the Gold Coast Titans. So he does have a good next few weeks and uh, a good chance to pick up some more cash, you'd think. Uh, his goal-kicking as well could be an asset. Uh, didn't hit them as sweetly on the weekend from memory. Uh, I say that from memory because we were a few beers in by that point on Sunday afternoon. But uh, I think at his best, if he's kicking goals as well, just another string to his bow for Nico Hines. So I don't think it's too late to the Nico Hines party. You've definitely missed... I guess the entree and maybe the main course, but you can get stuck into a little bit of dessert on the Nico Hines uh, menu here. Uh, Moving on, if that hasn't answered the question already, he's a dual position player as well, center wing and fullback. Just um, another, I guess, a bonus of bringing in Nico Hines this week, of course, with that round 13 fixtures in mind. Uh, That in mind, speaking of round 13, Cooper Young asks center wingers over origin. Obviously, Nico is one, but a couple of others here, Tommy, which spring to mind, which are playing on that first buy affected weekend. Yeah, well, Dane Laurie is one of those. Uh, he's probably been, I think he would have been in a lot of teams already this year. He was a pretty handy player at the start of the year at a cheapish price. Uh, Brian Toto, it depends if he gets picked in origin, I suppose. What's your opinion here? I think it's between Daniel Tupo and Toto personally, but which way would you go? Yeah, I mean, a little bit depends on the form of Jack White as well and Freddie's loyalty there. Because I think on one side you have Latrell Mitchell in the centres, um, you know, assuming he's fit. Or if he's not, maybe uh, Whiten could fill in. He's just a big body and maybe found out a little bit defensively last year, but, you know, better for that this time around. Tommy Turbo, if he's fit, I think he'll be on one centre, uh, the right side, I think. Looking at the wingers, though, I don't think Brian Toto, Brian Toto, I don't think he makes the Origin team this year. I don't think he, um, I mean, he's been sensational for the Panthers, but. Uh, you'd think he'd have to play on that left side for New South Wales, and he'd be up a guy up against a guy by the name of Xavier Coates. So um, if they're kicking towards that side, that's a clear mismatch for mine. So I think as good as Brian's been, I don't think he makes this Origin team. So could be a good uh, little inclusion over the Origin period. Another one, I think uh, Jermaine Asako just continues to score well, uh, kicks goals, scores tries in a team which... You know, hasn't been performing well, but he still keeps scoring these points. And of course, um, going back to the well from 2020, David Nofaluma, maybe another one from the West Tigers as well. Um, you know, prolific try scorer when at his best and gets to his base work as well. So um, maybe not so many, you know, uh, I guess ones that aren't so obvious there, but some, some good names on that list nonetheless. Yeah, I think Nofaluma there, he's a. Probably hasn't been spoken about that much this year with the Tigers going pretty average, but they have shown a few signs of life in recent weeks, and he's crossed over for a few tries. So look for him maybe to have a big uh, origin period. Depending on when Zach Lomax come back or comes back as well, could be a buy. Uh, I know he's going to have a big break even that first game back, but uh, could do a job if you are desperate and happy to play with Zach in your team. Another question here from the Casho says. Gutho to Teddy and his Heinz a buy. We've already kind of touched on the ladder there, but Gutho to Teddy. Gutho from memory has a pretty high break even. Tommy, we'll have to check that out as we go through this, but um, purely on the fixtures as well. I don't know if either of them, I want to be playing with either of them with um, or trading from one to the other with Origin around the corner. I often think Gutho will be in the extended Origin squad, so 
Uh, if you're wanting to move Gutho out, probably not looking at Teddy. You could go to someone like a Nico Hines or an Asako, um, someone that can play, I guess, and in a multi- multitude of positions uh, throughout those impacted weeks. Yeah, I think you'll probably just be burning a trade there, uh, especially just with round 13. I know you're saying Gutherson may get picked in that squad, but Roosters aren't playing in round 13, so Teddy definitely won't play. Eels are playing, so he doesn't get picked. He may well play Gutherson. And I just, Gutherson hasn't really put a foot wrong all year. I don't see really any need to, to dump him off yet. Yeah, it does have a big break even, but... Um, you know, he's scoring points as well. So if you guess, if you're happy to ride out the the cash flow, we, we did say in previous podcasts that some of these players, you don't really care what their break even is because you're just going to keep them anyway. You know, uh, Angus Crichton was be, you know, would be an example of that. Uh, another one, you know, uh, Tommy Turbo, Brent, all these guys that you're not going to get rid of anyway. Um, if you're happy to play with Gutho at the end of the year, then maybe don't move to Teddy. But again, at the same time, if you want to, bank a little bit of cash and play with Teddy and then burn a trade. You know, it would be burning a trade anyway. That's the way that we'd see this one. Tommy Fitzsimon asks, is Matt Lodge a decent FRF reserve? Uh, Tommy, you've been keeping a keen eye on Matt Lodge in recent weeks. What have you made of his form for the Broncos? Yeah, I've had Matt Lodge all year actually in my team, so I have kept a close eye on him. He's been solid without being spectacular. A lot of scores around 50 to 60. Uh, I guess that's what you want from a... A lower price front row forward. Break even's only thirty. So look, really, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't talk you out of him. He's not a bad option at all. No, probably one you could persevere with at that slot. But I don't know if you want to be bringing him in. You know, we'll do a job for you over that buy period with Payne Haas likely to be in the Origin squad, and I think uh, Pangai Junior will move into the front row or at least uh, in the middle, if if not uh, in Jersey thirteen. So. Yeah, I think Lodge's minutes will probably go up. Uh, he's only been playing around, you know, 45 to 50 minutes. That could be uh, upwards of 50. Uh, a couple of more questions here we'll get through. Jeremy Bassard says, thoughts on Adam Dewey? He's really surprised me, Adam Dewey. Not someone who I'd kept, a, I guess, a keen eye or someone who I wasn't overly interested in from a super coach perspective or even, you know, watching the West Tigers. Uh, not too easy on the eye at times, the old Tigers. But uh, Adam Dewey, he's really sprung out of the box in recent weeks. Oh, has he ever? Last three weeks, 83, 141, 114. And that's to go with three scores above 80 earlier in the year. So he's actually a bit of a monster on Supercoach. He's an unsung gun, really. Break even of minus 14. And uh, dual position fullback and 5 eighths. Tell you what, there are a few selling points for Dewey. Yeah, you can be doing worse. Um, and yeah, we'll play that first round 13. If you are happy to keep him there over the likes of Luai, uh, or Walker, depending on your trade planning going forward. And we'll talk about that a little bit in, in terms of our trade thoughts uh, heading into the back end of the year and you know how we're going to manipulate the origin window to get the players in and out uh, of our team with a, an eye, a clear eye on, on running downhill into the Supercoach finals. But um, yeah, Dewey, he's just scoring tries. He's, he scored, I think it was a double last week. Uh, maybe one or two the week before against the Titans, perhaps. Uh, I can't remember, to be honest. But, yeah, good player in uh, in a team which, you know, he's a big fish in a small pond out there at the West Tigers, isn't he? Um, although they are playing a little bit better footy and a good win against the Knights they did have in uh, that Magic Round matchup. And Blake Will asks here, is David Bowen a viable cheapy option? Uh, I thought this guy had retired... Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, when I saw him on the team list a couple of weeks back, I was genuinely surprised. Is he a good, cheapy option, Tommy? I know my answer here, but I'm happy to hear yours. I was a bit like you. I was very uh, very surprised to see his name. But, look, I don't know. If you 
I don't know why you'd want him, I suppose. He's, he's negative break-even of 37, so there's a selling point. You're going to get a price rise no matter what. But beyond that, I don't really see any positives, really. You only have 40 trades a year. I don't know why you'd spend one on Javid Bell. Yeah, I mean, I've made some dumb trades in my time, but I won't be making another one on uh, Javid Bowen. Uh, yeah, matches against the Knights and the Warriors to come in the next fortnight, and then a buy in round 13. So just, no, nah, just, yeah. Just uh, just a straight bat to that one. Uh, no run with Javid Bowen. Uh, round 11. Well, that wraps us up for round 10 before we jump ahead to round 11. Uh, big thank you again, uh, everyone who got their questions in. We will hopefully have a little bit more of these to go through in the weeks to come, and I'm sure there will be plenty uh, heading into round 13, that origin-affected week. Tommy, let's get into round 11, though. Let's not dwell on what's been. Uh, big week coming up, and not the biggest of starts to the week. The Cowboys and the Knights, two pretty disappointing teams. Uh, out of that Magic Round weekend and, yeah, not an overly, you know, you think of exciting games to kick off the week. This wouldn't be one of them. Um, but there are some team news or some changes to these teams to go through uh, given some suspensions and just some positional changes here as well. Yeah, a couple of omissions here. Not massive super catch names, I guess. Heimel Hunt for the Knights and Cohen Hess is out for the Cows. I suppose this fixture again is sort of hurt by Kalen Ponger again missing. I have him sitting my team, but kind of tempted now to get rid of him with only two weeks till origin maybe he'll get the axe uh when i do my trades later but uh yeah not a lot to talk about here jason tamilo probably still monitoring him he played 64 minutes last week against the the roosters for a score of 53 so not spectacular but the minutes aren't too bad yeah and i think at least um you know he's playing decent enough footy points per minute not horrible uh scored a try obviously the week prior against uh, the Broncos in that score of 101. Um, definitely one to keep an eye on going forward. I think he will lose a bit of cash uh, initially, but one of those players that you could definitely slot into your team if his minutes improve and that output improves uh, in that run into the finals, as we say there. Uh, probably not too much else to go through here in terms of this one. Uh, let's move on to Friday afternoon, the first game, Friday evening, 6 p.m. kickoff on the Central Coast, the Warriors and the West Tigers. Warriors, I won't say they were disappointing against the Eels, but they were down 24-0 pretty early, and that game was over before halftime, wasn't it? Yeah, they kind of put it out of reach pretty early, the Eels. But I find in all games with the Warriors are involved, and it's very exciting, expansive, high-scoring games. Uh, I guess Warriors do have a lot of really exciting players, like Reese Walsh, two of us, Sheck and Cody Nikarima, all of which really who are going well on Supercoach. And... Nathan Brown can't fit them all in his team because he's got Walsh on the bench again here. Yeah, and uh, disappointing for, I guess, the neutral with Walsh out and disappointing for plenty of super coaches with Josh Curran expected to miss uh, up to two weeks, maybe more, 34% of teams he's in. Uh, so he will sit out with uh, that injury. The hyperextension of the elbow was nasty. But he was just uh, you know, doing what he's been doing in recent weeks. He just built upon that, scored a try. Has a happy knack of finding a try. Don't know if that's sustainable going forward for Josh Curran, but uh, keeping that break even relatively low and expect him to make a bit of money when he comes back into this Warriors side, uh, whenever that may be. Not too much else here from the West Tigers uh, to go through, though, on, in this match. Uh, I think it's an unchanged 17 from that side, which scored that impressive win against uh, the Knights to kick off Magic Round last week. Friday night, the Sharks and the Dragons. Uh, going ahead, the Sharks at home here, funnily enough, at Cogra against their old rivals. But uh, I guess 
the, the team list here, you look at it for the Dragons, plenty of outs, Maguire, Dufty, Ravalawa, Sims, and Fui Maiano, all out, some injured, uh, most suspended. So a bit of a makeshift team here for the Dragons and some signing news today for the Red V as well. Yeah, well, some interesting signing news. Jared Beal um, returning to the fold. I think Anthony Griffin's just trying to recreate the 2010 Broncos with his signings in the last six months or so. But look, this game, got to be honest, doesn't really inspire you. Um a lot of the fixtures this weekend are quite ordinary, to be honest with you, but this is probably the worst of them. Dragons are absolutely cast in terms of player selection. They're all suspended or injured, and the Sharks are just cast in general. So, look, I don't know. I don't really have anyone to talk about Supercoach uh, in terms of Supercoach here. Do you have anything? Uh, no, I guess maybe some good news for those who will be sitting down to watch this on Friday night. Sean Johnson may play. He's named in the 21, so... Uh, a little bit of star power there, but otherwise, yeah, not too much. Uh, I brought in Corey Norman to this team last week. I uh, kind of explained why I thought Corey was a buy uh, heading into this little, little, uh, I guess, six-week period then, the next month or so now. Uh, Dufty being out kind of hurts Norman, so it's disappointing, but you'd think without Dufty there, if they are going to do anything, uh, a lot of it will have to come off Norman, potentially Hunt in that origin squad as well for the Maroons uh, if they want to call upon his origin experience uh, going forward. So again, maybe a little bit more responsibility for Norman kicking goals as well while Lomax is out. Um, don't know how many tries they're going to be scoring though. Most of the tries come to Ravalauer and Dufty and they're both out. out Lomax again. So he might be scoring some tries as well, old Corey. Saturday afternoon, kicking us off on Super Saturday, the Gold Coast Titans and the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, again, what is this? In previous years, this would be 15th place, 16th, not quite in 2021. But uh, Herman SASA and Tyron Peachy out for the Titans. Um, that was a bad hit, uh, SASA on Brian To'o last week. But To'o, to his credit, got up and uh, kept playing yeah, I'm on. sure you would have been horrified to see that image of uh, Tiger getting hit in the head, mate, as his biggest fan. But it does cause a, yeah, it does cause a bit of a reshuffle, though, Peachy and uh, SASA being out with Fodawaka now getting a start, which does definitely boost his stocks. I think he, he has quite a high break even of uh, 70. But if you do own him, you're probably happy that he's getting a start this week. And uh, Tino goes back to lock as well, which could help him also. Yes, uh, some new names here in this Bulldogs team. Aaron Shoop. I uh, hope I'm saying that right. He sounds like a DJ, Aaron Shoop. Uh, Nick Meany, again, on the wing, uh, reverting from the centres. He was handy enough for the Dogs last week, uh, threatening on that left side. Avrilo and Wakeham again, the halves. Uh, Kyle Flanagan named in Jersey 21. So uh, still no sign of Kyle Flanagan breaking into this team anytime soon, but who knows what could happen in the warm-up there. Uh, he might be throwing banana peels, trying to slip over Avrilo or Wakeham along the way. Saturday night at the cricket ground, the Roosters and the Broncos going head-to-head here. Uh, Roosters, strong, firm favourites uh, here on the head-to-head. Uh, you wouldn't be backing the Broncos at the $6.50 or thereabouts. Uh, well, I won't be anyway. The Roosters, a uh, couple of ins here, but you wouldn't expect any of them to play. Butcher, Egan, that is, Fletcher Baker, and Anafu White on the bench. Some big ins, though, for the Broncos. Tommy, run us through these because uh, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago about uh, Tyson Gamble's job security. Um, he's here this week, but in terms of the Broncos halves going forward, it's an absolute lottery, isn't it? Yeah, I think I said a few weeks ago when Milford got named back in the team, I didn't get why Walters was changing the halves, and then he's done it again. Like I know that was smashed the other night, but 
the two weeks prior they played really well so I don't get the point of chopping and changing I'm not sure Albert Kelly is going to solve their problems um he hasn't played in the NRL since 2013 so or 2014 perhaps but either way it's a long time and yeah I'm not sure what to make of this side um can't really see them upsetting the roosters they'll probably be happy to get within 30 I'd say yeah I mean they'll be lucky to probably as well um traditionally at least the roosters at the cricket ground was just uh they always found another gear there didn't they in that Cooper Cronk era but uh hoping to do so again here against the Broncos. Again, we mentioned Jermaine Asako a little bit at the start there in terms of a viable uh, centre-wing option throughout State of Origin period. He's been scoring really well, and he's grown his stock significantly from the start of the year. So if you've if you've owned him from day one, you're quite happy, you're, you're quite impressed. Uh, scores in the past three weeks of 156, a 55, and a 61 in that losing effort uh, against... The Sea Eagles, 50-6, to six, I think they got beaten. So um, he is just a proven performer and a scorer and definitely someone that I'll be looking at in the weeks to come, Jermaine Asako. So keep your eyes on him. Saturday night, rounding us out, uh, it will be the Canberra Raiders, your Raiders, Tommy, back at home against the Melbourne Storm. And again, this would have been a game in recent years that you look forward to, you know, a scoreline of 14-12 or 18-16, but I don't think that'll be the case on Saturday night. Yeah, host of outs for both teams here. Like, it's a it's a case of what could have been. The Storm obviously missing Pappenhausen, Cameron Munster and Harry Grant, and then uh, the Raiders, well, their best players are suspended in Papali and Whiten. So, yeah, very thin-looking teams here. Uh, you probably have to go with the Storm, but... Yeah, it's, this sort of game has left a lot of super coaches scrambling to uh, to name a side, I guess. Yeah, and of course, you look at this Melbourne team here, Chris Lewis uh, at 5'8", I think. Obviously, with Pappenhausen there last week, Nico Hines moved uh, into the halves and eventually played a little bit of that you know, roaming six and one role. Uh, looking here, Dean Aremio on the bench for the Storm. Might see a little bit of a backline shift if Hines is again to go in the halves and I don't know, maybe Josh Adokar can show the Bulldogs what he can do at fullback here in this game if they do want to move him. But I guess why would you move him? He scored nine tries uh, in two weeks on that left wing. So um, he might be in for a couple more here, Tommy, against the Raiders, who defensively, they've just been a real, I won't say rabble, but not anywhere near their best uh, this year at least. Yeah, no, it's been a disappointing year. It was pretty good the other day. I know we only beat the Bulldogs, but... All things considered, as a fan, I was pretty happy we got over the line there. It would have been a nightmare to lose to them with uh, the Storm fixture this week and then the Roosters next week. So that was an important win. But um, no, it's probably a good opportunity. If, if you do want Nico Hines, it's probably not a bad fixture for him at all. The last two games of this week, they really are the saving grace, aren't they? The Rabbitohs on Sunday afternoon, they kick us off against the Panthers. This one's a preliminary final clash that will be played in Dubbo of all places. Um, Latrell Mitchell back the big in Campbell Graham's been named in the extended squad as well but Josh Mansell named to return on the wing so a very looking different uh, a very different looking backline rather uh, for the Rabbitohs here as opposed to what we've seen in recent weeks a couple of team changes for the Panthers as well yeah well I'm not sure about I'm not an administrator or a scheduler of rugby league but surprising to have Rabbitohs and Panthers uh, for Dubbo I think that's a almost 30k attendance game gone begging in Sydney really on a Friday night but oh, lucky people in Dubbo almost tempted to drive up now but um look I think Latrell Mitchell is the big story here coming back I think that helps Cody Walker back in six it helps all the South players I think Latrell has shown in South performances lately have shown how uh, important Latrell is to this team 
You're going to Dubbo, pack your mouse traps and your rat poison. <laughs> uh, you could see a couple of mice out there on the Sunday afternoon. Kurt Capewell back here, as you say there. Uh, Mitch Kenny in the extended squad as well, jersey 19. So I don't know if he gets a run here, but this Panther side just looks so impressive. And even with Origin looming in a couple of weeks' time, they'll just shift the deck chairs here. May, Tyrone May, you'd expect to go into the halves alongside Matt Burton. And then they can just bring in quality out wide again with Paul Momorowski. What a luxury to have. Momorowski uh, in Jersey 21, we uh, you know he was so impressive to start. Yeah, that's exactly right. He was one of the, I suppose, surprise packets at the start. And uh, in Supercoach, was actually a handy pickup as well. But then he, he just can't get a crack because how do you get rid of Matt Burton or Stephen Crichton? So a bit unlucky there, Momorowski. But um, yeah, it just shows Penrith's depth and they're going to go very deep this year. Trail Mitchell owners, are they holding him, do you think, um, throughout Origin or after Origin, obviously? Comes back here. Uh, in a toughish fixture, but had such an impressive average before he left or before he was suspended. 88 uh, he scored, and even in that last game before he was suspended, it wasn't like he was injured, so he did play the full 80 minutes or the full 82 minutes as it was in that Golden Point game against the West Tigers that day. So doesn't have that high break even hanging over his head. Uh, Doesn't play round 13, which is, uh, I guess, a small knock on him, but definitely a pot option, I think, Latrell Mitchell heading in um, well, to the back end of the season. Uh, probably not going to play that origin-affected week of uh, round 17, um, but definitely a chance to play every game thereafter. And pretty handy run home from round 18 onwards. They've got the Bulldogs, uh, the Warriors, toughish game against the Eels, but then the Titans, the Panthers, the Roosters, and the Dragons to finish. So you'd expect at least uh, you know, of those seven games we say there, five of them look pretty good on paper for Latrell Mitchell. Yep, absolutely. I think he's a great player. Probably not to get in now, but after Origin or maybe at the back end of the Origin period, definitely get him in. I want, I want to have him in my team going in to the glory-bound rounds of the competition. Uh, I think also Wayne Bennett will have South probably peaking at that point in the year as they're heading into the finals, and that'll mean Latrell scores a higher. Yep, and Latrell a chance to show his best again. On Sunday afternoon against the Panthers, is this winning run ever going to come to an end, Tommy? Is this the biggest danger, do you think, this weekend of um, obviously the games that they've got coming up in the next month? But even you know, looking at the rest of the season, is this the biggest test, do you think? Well, I think it is for now. Um, I still think they'll win the game. But yeah, this this is a big test. I think South will be suited by the daytime game with Latrell back. I think it should be an absolute cracker. But yeah, beyond this, I guess a few origin-impacted games, which they'll have to navigate through with people like Cleary and Liwai possibly out. But, um, yeah, this is a good game to see where Penrith really are at. Real audition for the number sixes as well. Um, do you pick the incumbent or do you pick uh, Jerome Luai in that Blues jersey alongside his halves partner, Nathan Cleary? It's just uh, has all the makings of a great game, that one. So, too, though, is the last game of the week. Of course, that is the Parramatta Eels up against the Seagulls. This one at Bankwest Stadium. Tommy Turbo up against Clint Gutherson. Uh, they headlined the billing here, but uh, quality right across the park in uh, these key positions, especially for Parramatta. They just continue to impress and firmly entrenched in this top four uh, Parramatta. They just continue to, uh, I guess, defy the, the preseason critics. Yep, no, they're flying. Uh, both teams are really manly. have been a surprise back ever since Tommy came back and just turned them into a, a new team. Uh, four and injured here means Cade Cuss finally gets a run at six and look, could be a bit of a bold prediction, but I think if he plays well the next few weeks, I think he'll keep that jersey. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was 
really, really good uh, in 2020, especially uh, on the <laughs> on Supercoach. I know I was keeping a keen eye on him in the draft comp. You owned him. Um, just a solid player and always seemed to be involved in one, if not even more, tries per game. Uh, it's going to help him if Tommy Turbo stays fit and healthy in the back end of the year. So, yeah, depending on the way that you play the game, if it's classic or draft, Cade Cusp, maybe just uh, someone to keep an eye on in the weeks to come. Uh, that wraps us up, all the games. You got through them pretty quickly. Not really too much uh, to speak about on the trades in and out front, the break-evens, of course. It's kind of really settled down, I think, in terms of going for cash grabs, particularly with Origin in mind. Uh, that said, Tommy, looking at the trades for this week, uh, how have you gone? What have you settled on heading into round 11? Yeah, one trade this week, uh, like you said, not a lot happening, really. It's a bit of a lull this round, but I've found one. I'm going to get rid of Kalen Ponga. Not named this week, still injured, and uh, Origin on the horizon for him. So I'm going to move to Nico Hines, a man who we've kind of spoken up, sorry, talked up a lot in this podcast. I think he's a good buy. The time is now for him. So Ponga to Hines for me. Yeah, can't disagree with you there, and I think it just really opens the door up uh, at the back end of the year. You'll free up a little bit of cash there, and uh, you can spread that around to other positions. I've gone two again this week, um, really really conscious of that round 13 buy, but also setting up this team for the rest of the season. Said last week that I was going to hold on to David for feeder, and I guess the justification for that was, uh, was I only brought him in in that game where he got suspended against uh, the West Tigers. But um, almost going back to front here, looking at the season uh, in full, planning the trades out pretty much from uh, round 25 backwards, um, if you can. If, you, if you're playing the game that serious and you really uh, want to drill down and, I guess, you know, divvy up where you're going to make your trades in terms of uh, when and who, um, I think it was just a must to get him out this week. Uh, if you haven't already, I know a lot of people would have traded him out last week, but that freed up a little bit of cash uh, to bring in the likes of Ryan Madison and James Fisher-Harris. So the two out, David Fafita and Benny Condon of the North Queensland Cowboys, he did his job, made a bit of cash. Uh, Ryan Madison in, James Fisher-Harris in, two proven players. Uh, Madison, hopefully he can stay fit and healthy um, away from the HIA. And two players which I'm going to be you know, happy to keep in this team for the rest of the season. So uh, one eye on round 13, but one eye on round 25 at the same time. Now, another question, just before we wrap this up, Tommy, uh, another question which we had come through was Sam Walker. Um, I think it's important we touched on this before we wrap this up. Uh, he's obviously been scoring well, a favourable game this week against the Broncos, but Sam Walker going forward made a lot of money, uh, 500000 or thereabouts. Uh, he is behind Nathan Cleary, though, so pending any injuries to Cleary, which we hope not throughout Origin, but uh, got a question today, and I, you know we forgot to talk about this at the start, but we'll get through it now. Sam Walker, is he someone that you think is a viable option to keep at that backup number seven slot before the season ends? Well, that's a good question. Um, obviously, up till now, you've had to keep him, but he's getting to that point where you could start to make a hard decision, hard decision to get rid of him. I think, I think I'll keep him. I think I will keep him long term, mainly because who is the obvious option to go to? I don't think the halfback slot is flush with great options, really, aside from Cleary. So I think Walker's done enough to suggest that he's he's worth yeah, keeping. I'm risking it for the biscuit. I'm getting rid of him and going to nuff him um, soon enough. Uh, not this weekend, though, but potentially in the weeks to come and shift his cash elsewhere. But, yeah, uh, if you're happy to throw... I mean, he's almost a captaincy option this week, isn't he? Against the Broncos at home. Um, 
Cleary, I mean, he's almost fixture-proof. He's bulletproof, it seems, Nathan Cleary. But Walker, uh, a trade on the horizon, I think, for mine at least. It's a real pot option to bring someone else in anyway. Who would you go to, though? I think looking at this list, probably Cherry Evans is the one that jumps off the page as the next best halfback. But where would you be going with him? Hey, this is controversial, but I'm actually going to go to a player who's not playing. I just want to take his money out and reinvest it into the centre wings and really just kind of divvy up... uh, you know, come round 18, I almost want no players playing other than the four reserves on this bench and uh, having the bargain basement price of 173 across the other, uh, however many slots it is. Um, I'll let you do the maths at home, but um, yeah, that, that's my thinking there. It is risky. I know that a lot of players will keep him there, you know, in, the, in not the hopes that Cleary goes down injured, but just in case he does. But uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. That's, that's where my head's at anyway. I guess we'll explain our trades in full, uh, particularly for the Origin window coming up, uh, but also throughout the Origin period as well. Some of these moves will start to make will make a little bit more sense. Tommy, I think we've made enough sense for one night, mate. Big thanks for uh, to you for jumping on the pod. All the best uh, with your team this weekend. Looking forward to another weekend of footy, and hopefully we can get through it without too many suspensions or sin bins and send-offs this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully the players have learnt their lesson I think the refs have shown their hands so the players have to respond and look it's not I've got to be honest not the most exciting eight games coming up but South and Penrith on Sunday should be an absolute belter yeah we'll all look forward to that one as well get in touch with us at Supercoach365 uh, be sure to uh, follow the podcast like subscribe whatever you do uh, to show us a little bit of love as well big thank you to you for tuning in uh, we'll talk to you next week A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.